And good afternoon to you. I'm Al Cresta. The Spanish Inquisition is among the most misunderstood events in uh, church history. Uh, many people simply associate it with the Monty Python sketch. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Well, my guest, uh, Sandra Measle, is an American medievalist and writer, the author of hundreds of articles on history and art, uh, has written several books, including The Da Vinci Hoax, and co-authored uh, The Light Beyond All Shadow, Religious Experience in Tolkien's Work. She writes uh, in a recent article for Catholic World Report, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition, and nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition to show wise restraint in dealing with witchcraft, unless somebody has heard of Alonso de Salazar Frias, the witch's advocate. Sandra, good to have you with us. Thanks. Yes, thank you very much for inviting me. So let's talk about this fellow who I did not know about until I read your piece. And so uh, I guess what we should do is put the historical context in place first. Yes, uh, the Spanish Inquisition was founded in 1480 at the request of King Ferdinand of Aragon. Isabella was not on board with this, but it was Ferdinand's project because they wanted to track down and punish insincerely converted Jews whom they thought were a distraction to the legitimately converted Jews uh, and were just causing uh, problems in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Well, they were not involved with witchcraft. The secular governments would punish witchcraft. And then uh, when the, the Inquisition did get involved in this panic in the Basque country in the early 17th century, it did a surprising thing that no other individual or institution in the entire European witch panic of 400 years, they investigated what had actually happened. <laughs> and the smart man who did this, Alonso Frias y Salazar, Salazar y Frias, probably, was a canon lawyer who had worked for the Inquisition, and he saw this panic building in the Basque province that's up in the northeast of Spain. This started because the French Basque country on the other side of the mountains was having a panic uh, that was caused by an extremely ignorant but overzealous inquisitor who thought there were 3,000 organized witches terrorizing the area. And so he burned 50 to 80 of them. Mm. A woman... Spanish woman who'd been working on the other side of the mountain came back home and she said, oh yes, when I was in France, I was a witch, but I repented. And she talked too much and she caused the attention of the authorities Mm. and pretty soon there were more accusations and suddenly 2,000 people had come under suspicion. And so the Inquisition sent a team up there to investigate. And uh, Alonso Salazar y Frias was not satisfied with how the invest- how the proceedings were going. He thought his other two judges were very naive. And he did the simple, uh, what the prophet Daniel did. He questioned the witches separately. Mm. He, questioned, he, he questioned nine pairs of witches. The stories did not agree. Yeah. They said they had vandalized churches. He went out to the churches. Everything was in order. Hmm. He tested the supposed magic potions and poisons that the witches allegedly had in their houses, and they were harmless. Hmm. And 
he uh, drew up a very detailed investigation of 11,000 pages, apparently, mm-hmm. and sent it back to the head headquarters of the Inquisition, the La Suprema, and he argued so cogently, these people cannot tell whether they have been to a witch's Sabbath in their dreams or in reality. Wow. So how are we going to determine who's guilty? No one can investigate someone's dreams. Yeah. And everything that I have seen says that there's nothing going on. Another factor that was noticed in this particular panic, which is called, and I'm going to mangle the pronunciation, I'm sure, is the Witches of Zaguramurdi. Okay. <laughs> if there are any Basques listening, I, I'm sorry <laughs> I mispronounced the name. But anyway, there were 2,000 people in jail or under investigation. Child child witch finders were going through the community saying, oh, we can tell who they are. They have a mark in their eyes. And uh, vicious little children like that are also a factor in the famous Salem witch panics and in Swedish witch panic. Uh, You don't give children power of life and death. It does not end well. So anyway, Salazar Ifria's report convinced the head committee of the Inquisition. They overruled the two other judges. All the people were set free. They didn't suffer any destruction of their reputation and all that that goes on, if you've been even questioned by the Inquisition. And the Inquisition later would interfere in a civil persecution of witches. They saved people in Catalonia, Catalonia, which is part of Aragon. They saved people when the local civil authorities had hanged 300 people. One thing that isn't understood when you talk about witchcraft, it's as it's usually the secular government that is executing the witches. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When the church is involved, that's because a bishop or a monastery may be the secular government. That's what led to the most horrible cases in Germany. You had the prince bishops of these major cities were the government and the church, yeah. and they burned thousands of people. That yeah. is something the church really needs to answer for. Mm-hmm. The Spanish Inquisition comes out looking fairly good in yeah. all this. Yeah. The Spanish Inquisition, uh, I have... Um, a reading list at the end of the article, which I suggested to your producer that you could put on your website. Sure. There's a lot of good books on the Spanish Inquisition because in the last generation, historians have looked at the records instead of repeating the black legend. And, dear listeners, please don't bother with Hilary Belloc's book on the Inquisition. It is worthless. Okay. He's not a historian. Yeah. Wonderful writer, but not a historian. Yeah. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. We have really, we have really good books. The Spanish Inquisition, by the standards of justice of its time, was relatively mild. Right. It only executed two percent of the people arrested. I remember it years limited, ago, I, I came across yeah. a BBC documentary on the Spanish Inquisition, and one of the people they interviewed was Henry Common. Common. Yes. Cayman, K A M E N, who was a, a Spanish historian, and. It was amazing to me. I'd never heard this before, that uh-huh. the Spanish Inquisition had been, you know, as you say, relatively mild uh, by the standards of the day. And 
this seems to have, at least among academics, this seems to have taken hold now. That the yes, yeah, it has. So that's good. Uh, and Cayman is the one you want to read one book on the Spanish Inquisition. Look up Henry Cayman, K A M E N, and. Yes, they used torture, but they only used three types of torture which were not designed to mutilate, and they could only use them for a brief period every day. If you, I would not recommend anybody look up the kinds of torture that were being used other parts of Europe. Okay. I am sorry that I know. No. I know no. so that you don't have to. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, let, me, yeah. let me ask you this. I, why, you know, today we're far, we're far from this. Uh, we live in a very different uh, thinking society. What always amazes me is the refusal to really um, be serious about empirical investigation here. In mm-hmm. other words, asking yourself, how do I know uh, that they were um, they were flying around? What's the evidence? And I I don't quite get how what we would take as pretty standard uh, criteria for judging empirical truth, why that seems to have been lost on these people, many well, of these it's, leaders. It's it's also bound up with the use of Roman law procedures, okay, which require torture, and anybody would break under the kinds of torture that were used on these people. Okay, uh, and you extract. Uh, a, a confession under torture. And what did you do? You went to the witch's Sabbath, and we danced, and we fornicated, and we feasted. And who did you see at the witch's Sabbath? Well, I saw Johan and and Katrina, and and they were forced to name their neighbors. Okay. And then you torture the neighbors, and that's how the big panics in Germany start. But Salazar Ephrias questioned the people separately. He didn't rely on torture. He didn't believe evidence gained under torture was mm-hmm. worthwhile. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, you know, the same thing could apply to the kinds of conspiracy theories that are out there. Well, how do you know they're doing these nefarious things? Right. Where's the proof? Yeah. And now, of course, you can't believe anything you see on the Internet necessarily. You can't necessarily believe photographs right. or videos. We are in a crisis on, on the uses of evidence, yeah. and it's only going yeah. to get worse. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, I agree. Yeah. And I think this is, again, why I think articles like yours is so helpful. Uh, it not only informs us about the era that you're investigating, but it also forces us to be uh, clear on how we evaluate uh, statements, how we evaluate evidence, what tests do we have out yeah. there um, to establish uh, empirical truths? Now, yeah. how was he? So what became of him? Did did he? Um, he well, he wound up getting on the the head committee, the La Suprema himself. Okay. Uh, this these events took place in 1610, and uh, he died in 1636. He had a nice career as an inquisitor. Um, but he was forgotten until a gentleman named Gustav Henning, Henningsen the, wrote a book called The Witch's Advocate. And I happened to get that book <laughs> because I had seen it in a footnote in another book by William Monter, uh, who's also an authority on this kind of stuff. And, oh, it was 
it was fascinating. And my goodness, they have these contemporary illustrations of what a witch Sabbath is supposed to look like that is just funny, (laughs) crude little drawings of, you know, people dancing around and bowing to Satan. And the particular feature of the Basque witch accusations was that they had child witches who took care of the witches' familiars while the adults were doing naughty things. Oh, God. And this is all in this picture. (laughs) Sandra, thanks so much. Yes, thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Sandra Measle, the Inquisitor Who Wouldn't Burn Witches, will have it in the Crystal Guest Archives for you.